Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always, Phil Blackman. Phil, how's it going, man? Bro, are you ready to talk some deck building? Are you ready to talk some fucking deck building? Yes, let's talk some deck building. Hold on, hold on, time out. Time out. Bro, I'm hyped. On time. This is going to be one of the best deck building website, uh, websites. Uh, deck building uh, episodes I think we, we possibly could have. Uh, also, speaking of deck building websites, since we're since we're talking about it, right, we should talk about Moxfield.com. <laughs> you know, I've got to say, dude, when, when, a lot of times, before we get into talking about Moxfield, a lot of the comments that I get um, about our podcast, like feedback that I get from people, whether it's online or at the shop or whatever, they're like, guys, you always have the smoothest openings, and we really, really appreciate that. <laughs> the smoothest opening. Is that is that sarcastic, or... <laughs> uh, I no, just say the same very, thing very, every time. <laughs> very serious, very serious podcast, okay? Yeah, man, we're just, I like, you know, the segues are, you know... Just... Legacy is serious. <laughs> All right, I'm not trying um, to have fun. I'm trying to be serious. Yeah. So we've got our deck list uh, for the Microsynth Garden. We promised last week we we're going to do Microsynth Garden decks. Uh, so we, we created some Microsynth Garden decks. Uh, and we put them up on Moxfield. Moxfield.com is a great place to uh, make your decks. Uh, you can use it on your Mac. You can use it on your PC and desktop. Uh, you can use it on your phone. You don't need a, an application, though they are coming up with an application pretty soon. Um, but all, all that is to say... Moxfield.com is where you should be making your decks. Like, it just, it makes everything so easy. You can click the Buy Now at TCG Player link or the Card Kingdom link, and bam, you've got, you just, like, immediately can go uh, buy the cards you're missing for the deck. Uh, you could build a collection and, like, keep your collection on there. I'm trying to, like, really, like, get that down, but that's, like, I mean, let me show everybody real fast. That's, uh, that's what my collection looks like. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's a, it's a lot. So uh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a time. Anyhow, that said, Moxville.com, check it out. Moxville.com, Moxville.com. Uh, Bill, uh, so you were talking to Andrew Ahern, a uh, friend and follower of the cast, about friend and follower of the Gardens. cast. Friend and follower of the cast. He plays a game story where I play uh, every week. He is a natural born brewer. Uh, he's got a really creative inclination. So the the idea that we talked about at the end of last episode, where it was like, yes, you can play liquid metal coating with Microsynth Gardens and Dark Depths, copy the dark or make the Dark Depths an artifact and copy it with Gardens, and that effectively makes it a zero mana uh, Thespian stage to make a twenty twenty, and then you still have your Dark Depths on the table because you only have to sacrifice the one that's going away. You don't have to sacrifice both, right? Oh no, you yeah. do. You still would. All right. Well, either way, it becomes another Thespian stage. But the, the creative idea of that is Andrea Ahern, Ahern's. We didn't come up with it. I didn't come up with it. But the the deck that you came up with, which I thought was really interesting, that you you naturally went to where Ahern started, which is this package of Karn the Great Spoiler, Creator, I did not talk to Andrew Ahern about this deck. So I just like kind of, based you know, on what Phil said last week, I just kind of came up with what, what I think that it would be. As so per usual, no, if anybody uh, wants to see the deck list we're talking there. about, Go to the Eternal Dirtles Moxfield and you'll be able to see it. They're right down but there at it, the bottom. It, I, I, seeing your deck list, and so the deck list is the shell of you know, your Dark Depths package with Thespian Stage, Bikersynth Gardens, Liquid Metal Coating, and Karn, the great creator, because that's the bridge, right? We have yep. Karn working with Liquid Metal Coating, Liquid Metal Coating working with Dark Depths and Microsynth Gardens to effectively make another Thespian Stage. Uh, so you're very dense on being able to make your 2020s. Uh, but then your liquid metal coatings aren't just dead cards if you don't have anything to do with it. Karn actually turns it into a very potent threat. Uh, yes. So, 
that that idea is very compelling. Like that shell is really interesting because it's all colorless. It's all colorless, so it, it leaves you a lot of options. Yeah. And you naturally gravitated towards okay. Well, what else works with Microsoft Gardens? You were like, okay, I have this piece. What works with this piece? Let's all let's do some synergy. Yeah. You came up with Phyrexian Dreadnought, <laughs> and that's exactly what Ahern did as well. You guys didn't talk, but you both had the same uh, initial tendency of Microsoft Gardens works with Dreadnought, so let's put Dreadnought in. And then Aaron and I, uh, along with the Game Story's owner uh, Kev, we had a, a long discussion where I was saying that knowing or, or, or having some amount of um, uh, like through line for deck building theory will help you able be able to isolate your ideas in a way where you go, will this work or will this not work? Before you get to testing, like testing, actually you get to you get to prove theories, but as a baseline, having Dreadnought with your liquid metal coating, so you have four Dreadnought, four Stifle, four Vision Charm. You're just going very clean. Like let's just get this package going. Yeah. And so we got the this is the the, the package of the two parts that you need of Dreadnought with a Gardens or a Stifle or a Vision Charm to make a Dreadnought, or a liquid metal coating with a Karn or a Mycothin's Gardens and a Dark Depths. There's going to be avenues here where you're going to draw Vision Charm and Liquid Metal Coating and not the pieces that they go with, and then your deck's not going to do anything. And so if, if you think about the the sense of what the, the, the legacy power level thing to do, we talk about that all the time. In this case, I would argue that it's making a 2020. So the plan A is making a 2020. You have the, the backup plan of Karn plus Liquid Metal Coating, but like ideally the game ends before you would get there, right? Like, hopefully your plan A just works and you don't need the ancillary plan. The Being able to lean hard into that, Dreadnought and Stifle and Vision Charm do nothing to help either plan. No, no, they don't. You know? Well, they, they help you get the the Dreadnought out, uh, but like they, they're certainly not getting you a 2020. So think, <laughs> I, I look at it like this. Dreadnought in itself is its own plan that does nothing with Dark Depths package. Yes. Whereas Karn may not do anything directly with Dark Depths, but it does do something with Liquid Metal Coating, which is also influential influencing the Dark Depths package in the deck. So it, it when, like anytime that I've talked to, like uh, about Miracles ABC deck building, like the theory yeah. of ABC deck building, that's that's similar where it is. It's like I want Dark Depths, therefore I want Thespian Stage and Microsynth Gardens. Microsynth Gardens means that I would want Liquid Metal Coating to turn it on, and so. I want the the depths package A. I want liquid metal coating B. I want Karn C. And so the liquid metal coating is the thing that's bridging the gap. It's similar yeah. to like I want terminus, therefore I want Sensei's divining top, therefore I want counterbalance. Counterbalance and terminus aren't connected. They're not the ones doing work with each yeah. other. The, the the middle piece is is what's working. It's similar to where I think um, Mystic Sanctuary sits for me right now in Miracles. But that's where liquid metal coating sits in this shell, meaning that it's like a very important piece because it bridges the gap on both ends. Whereas yeah. With Dreadnought, it's not going to do any of that. Now, it does work with Mycosynth Gardens, but Karn doesn't. And so if you yeah. wanted to do the, if, like, Liquid Moto Coating no longer becomes the bridge, if that makes sense, because Mycosynth, yeah. like, Mycosynth Gardens becomes the bridge. Do you see, do you see how the pieces yep. move when I'm talking? Yeah, yeah. Exactly, so, yeah. But the, the, and so, like, minimizing which way, like, where the pressure points are, because your bridge is the one that's going to be leveraged the most, right? Yeah. Like, if you draw it, it will work with both halves. Like, it's, it's the thing where it's like, if you draw a vision term plus a liquid photo coating, they don't do anything with each other. But you're optimizing that if 
I draw liquid moto coating. It will work with either half and give me a plan that I can try and execute. Yeah. And that's that, that's valuable in deck building. It gives you consistency. I think uh, one of the other things that's worth mentioning uh, for, for this particular build is, is obviously my eight cast showed through a bit and I threw in some bobbles. I threw in Lotus Petals and uh, Mox Opals uh, specifically because I was like, okay, like, what else is Microsynth Gardens work good at, good with if we're using liquid metal coating? And my answer became Urza Saga. Because mm -hmm. if you can take Urza Saga and turn it into a uh, uh, artifact, then you can copy it with liquid with uh sorry with uh, Microsynth Gardens, and then you have another uh, Urza Saga out, and then you can start just chaining uh, constructs. Yeah, the, the the discussion about Urza Saga, because Urza Saga goes away and Microsynth Gardens not having a basic means that it could also still get wastelanded after the fact. Uh, but like you can do the same trick that Thespian Stage does with Urza Saga. Yeah. And the, it, it's, a, it's a cool space. It, it was one where I was like, oh, it's a little bit clunky because you have to offset the fact that you're, you are playing like four drops in Karn. But as I evolved the conversation with uh, Ahern and he was talking about like what he actually wanted to execute with his deck and that's the thing right like figure out like what you actually want your deck to yeah, what you want what you, you want to play do you want to play the Dreadnought deck or do you want to play the Dark Depths deck that'll that'll help you just like figure out what you actually want to play yeah. but it's like if we're trying to optimize the Dark Depths side I was like well you still need to find your package right you still need to find these cards yeah. and uh, as we gravitated towards like you gravitated towards your eight cast uh, inclination yeah, the bobble so that I could cycle through the deck and I was looking at other Dark Depths uh, cards, and uh, I, I, I wasn't sure if he had a, uh, how many he had in his deck, but I was like, Expedition Map is actually really powerful in a shell like this because of how many pieces you have that are lands, but it also makes it so that Micasynth Gardens has something else to do. So the thing that you're gravitating towards on Dreadnought, which was similar to what he did, which is I want something for my Micasynth Gardens to do other than just copying uh, a land if I uh, yeah. with liquid metal coating because if I don't have liquid metal coating, what does it do? And if you cycle it, you're essentially just you know turning it into a um, like a, a fiery eyelid or something. You're turning it into yeah. a horizon canopy. Uh, you're just sacking a land to go up a card, and that that would be in testing. Do you how how valuable is it to lose that those kinds of mana sources? But if yeah. you have something like expedition map, you can just turn your Microsynth Gardens into another tutor. You know, they're, like they're, there's value in those shells. That's also where Microsynth Gardens, I think, is really powerful. Is that you can just a, any of the things that you can access, like Urza Saga finding an expedition map, expedition map t converting it, turning it into another thing. There's there's that shell that I think is those slots would be more valuable. Like if the Dreadnoughts were expedition maps, it you have more powerful plays that you can make in the opening without having to go off, and then you could also find pieces for interaction. So. Yeah. Right now you're in blue, and you're in blue because you wanted the pieces for Dreadnought. But it's like the second that we move into recognizing that we want to steer heavier towards being a Dark Depths deck, uh, Ahern found that he he was testing crop rotation, found crop rotation was actually really valuable for him in that it helped a lot with combo matchups because having uh, five Bajooka Bogs in your deck effectively was really valuable. Uh, crop Rot for either combo piece was really valuable. If you have Liquid Metal Coating plus piece, Crop Rot represents every of the other parts of your deck, right? So if you think about all of the other good Dark Depths decks that don't have the cantrips, but are just mono tutors, look at green-white depths, right? It's eight creature tutors plus crop rotation. It's just all tutors, right? And then yeah. it's green sun zenith for those tutors. Like it's, it's what is the deck? Like 16 to 20 tutors, right? Instead of cantrips. 
And I feel like this deck also can work in a similar space because it has Crop Rot and Expedition Map, but also Mycothin's Gardens can become copies of Expedition Map. And then you have Karn that lets you not only have a long game with Liquimoto coding, but all of the stuff outside of the board means that Karn will also let you rebuild because you have all of the tools that you're not putting in your main deck to, to help you uh, play the long game, but Karn can go and pull shit like Crucible of Worlds and whatever and be the actual thing of like Karn as a tutor, Expedition Map as a tutor, Crop Rotation's a tutor, and uh, then Microsoft Gardens could become a tutor. So your deck becomes very flush at being consistent at finding what it needs, but then it's yeah. not just on, like if your opponent's just loaded up, up on source to plowshares and you can't get a 2023, you're like, whatever, dude, I'll start uh, strip mining you. Yeah. Well, let's talk. Yeah. Let's go from from this deck. Uh, well, actually, one other thing I want to say about this deck is the other path I could have taken, uh, but didn't was to just go like Kappa Cannoneer instead of the Dreadnought and just like really lean into like the, the bobble aspect and like, you know, maybe throw some one like, you know, Shadow Spear and stuff like that into the deck as well. So we're leaning on the the eight cast nature of the deck, but not playing the eight cast cards. Yeah, um, I think like a, but I think a good it's way just to, like a worse version of the thing, right? It's probably, I mean, that it's one of those things where this this whole new idea of gardens plus liquid metal coating plus dark depths, and where to move with the rest of the package. There's a ton of options, right? Like, yeah. I like the, the 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 one that speaks to me the most right now is green because it also lets you get shit like Yavamaya, so yeah. you can turn on your dark depths to make. I color, had just taken the herbs out of out of this deck because it was like the, right. the black's not really doing anything. I, I think that that's like the, that's the, yeah. that seems to be like the most powerful looking baseline because it all it, it, you you look at a, a deck that does that has all of those tutors in it and you're just like okay all of these cards are all the same thing this is great this will be consistent and then it's about okay finding those weaknesses and then showing up but crop yeah. rot letting you actually find those tools but then expedition map also leaning you into that space since all of your payoffs are also yeah. lands that if you have tutors for answers as well that you can have like. The nice lands package in there like you can have the caracas you can have a blast zone you can or, or whatever it, you know that would be you yeah. figure it out in testing but like that seems to be the most powerful thing where your opponent has to respect the power thing that you're doing but then you're not just the glass cannon deck where the there's also options it's like you know you could move over and play black cards because you know um Hex Mage with Dark Depths is still a thing. That exists. And, yeah, that is a that know, is a viable strategy. And, and playing you, it's like playing the Urborg, tapping your Dark Depths and the Urborg to put a Hex Mage into play, sacking it, and you know that's turn two, twenty twenty. That's good. still a powerful thing, right? Yeah. Like that 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 exists and is still a thing and can be an option uh, because your Microsynth Gardens it does have the like it's not good, but it does have the hidden line of text of one tap at any color of mana. So yeah. even though it's 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 slow in that regard, it can fix you. So it's yeah. it's not it's not totally blind. So even though the the inclination is you don't need a lot of color in the deck, that part is remains to be yeah. explored. Well, you it's one I mean? of the reasons why I was like, you can support like eight blue cards in this deck between your, you know, your uh, moxes, your petals, uh, the seats of Synod, and the and the Thespian stage. Like you can support enough blue to make this side of the deck work. Yeah, yeah, I I think that like the. The idea that you have Urza Saga as a as a, a tutor for map, which can find you anything that you would want, or you could have tutor for Urza Saga for like uh, actual pieces that matter, like like uh, other pieces that would be interesting for Microsoft Gardens to copy that are interactive. Not your 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 plan is still twenty twenty, but it it would be compelling to have to figure out are there tools that aren't classically in Urza Saga shells that could help protect your combo. 
Now, something that comes to mind is something like Welding Jar. You know, I get that Welding Jar isn't going to protect your Dark Depths from... Um, a swords, yeah. From a swords. But what it can do is, if you have a liquid metal coating on the table, it does protect you from Wasteland. Yes. Because you can uh, turn your land... You can prote- reactively turn your land into an artifact and weld it. Yeah. So, or, or, or Welding Jar. So it's like, things like that where it's like, that sounds too cute. It probably is too cute. But it's something that this deck would theoretically have access to that other Urza Saga decks wouldn't necessarily. And that actually could be really powerful as a tool, that, like as a one-of in your deck that it's just like, I'm going to protect this. And then, but it also it's like prismatic endings exist. You'd have to test that stuff. But that's why it sounds too cute. But it, I'm saying that it opens up the lines where when I say like the range of how far this this sort of deck can go in terms of its depth, it's really deep. It's really deep. The the one so let let's move over to a- Andrew's deck that you have up, uh, the Microsoft Turbodex deck, uh, and talk about that a little bit because I think uh, I want to bridge that part of the conversation with the fact that, uh, you know, Shadow Spear exists, right? And Shadow Spear does have that other, like that other line of text about removing uh, hexproof and indestructible from a creature, right? So in a situation where you're playing with Welding Jar and your opponent has out Shadow Spear and perhaps they're playing Dark Depths and they have a 2020 and they remove, uh, what's it called? Uh, they remove uh, Indestructible from your uh, from your Merit Lage. You could Welding Jar your Merit Lage, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, that's a stretch play, but I'm saying it's a play that exists. Uh, so let's talk about uh, what what is in Andrew's deck because I think I think that that is the more interesting uh, uh, build. Obviously, because it's it's pulled out. There's a, there's a sideboard. There's some actual thought into into this uh, deck. Yeah, quickly send me the link so I'm I know I'm making sure because this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We've, we've sent so many of these deck lists, I want to make sure that I'm looking at the right one. I am sending it right over right now. Uh, there we go. This is the, uh, so we're looking at four Karn, four Elvish Spirit Guide, four Haywire Might, four Warping Whale. Yeah, so that, that that that's a the uh, the cool thing about that uh, I've talked about as we evolve the deck. This is sort of like a, more in the range of like where we talked about afterwards. Like this is yeah. where he's taken it after some conversation. I like inscribed so, tablet here as well. That's in, that's so, a neat new card actually. So inscribed tablet, which is a one mana artifact that has one tap, sacrifice it, reveal the top five cards of your library, put a land from among them into your hand, the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. If you didn't put a land in your hand this way, you draw a card. It's effectively their version of a fixed expedition map. It's like yeah. the one that doesn't have to make you pick up your deck and shuffle. So it's yeah. it's uh, effectively expedition maps five through eight because we were like, well, if we want a density of tutors, and w- like this was also the challenge of like, can we stay as colorless yeah. as possible? That now we have eight tutors tutors to find lands, even though you know inscribed tablet isn't necessarily a tutor. It's close if you're playing a lot of lands. You can you, you'll be able to find a lot of what you want. And Micahson's Gardens effectively then becomes like this big portent for a spell if you needed to, or yeah. a big ponder rather. Um, and then he went down to three liquid metal coatings, so he would have the option of getting one with a Karn because he is on four Elvish Spirit Guide, four Ancient Tomb. Uh, he's on the uh, Yavamaya. You can see that like this package has like a lot of fast mana, 
But another cool thing, similar to that welding jar idea with liquid metal coating is what else opens up? Haywire might lets you turn any non-creature into a d- exile, d- exile it. it. Yeah. And liquid metal coating lets you hit that shit. So it's like, uh, like you can turn anything you want. So it's if you think about it like the way that Karn can turn liquid metal coating into a strip mine, so is Haywire Mike. Because you can turn their their uh You land can hit into a land artifact. too. That's what I mean. You can turn you can turn yeah. all of that the, like it, it effectively turns liquid metal coating and haywire might into a vindicate, even though it can't hit creatures, because uh haywire might specifically says non creature. Non creature, yeah. It it hits everything else. So Still, it's, yeah. it's, it's that that is really powerful. And then as the the warping whale, which uh, again a, a nod to staying colorless, A, it's it, it does a couple of things. It's an instant speed ramp, so you can like you can go ancient tomb, pass warping whale, end step, making a scion, untap, play land, play Karn. Yeah. So it's a it's a ramp. It's a it's a uh, 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 it's a lotus petal that costs mana, right? Yeah. With some other options. The other side that it does though is between cast like countering a sorcery spell. That means that if you're concerned about your opponent's prismatic ending on hitting your critical piece, stop that. Yep. It gives you a little bit more game against combo decks like Doomsday, right? It, it, it's incidental, but it's nice to have that because otherwise yeah. the deck is fairly soft to it. And then Exile, uh, target creature with power one or less, it gives you some staying power. It gives you some amount of interaction against the decks on the draw where you're, you're, you're on the play. So there, there's some action here. But I like that the, moving into Elvish Spirit Guide, moving into Warping Whale, you can see that the, the main focus here is that there, it's fast mana. So you can make sure that you turbo out your con. The thing is that your Dark Depths also needs a density of mana. You know, you need the Dark Depths plus two mana plus the, the Thespian stage if that's the plan. Or you want, like, if you think of Liquid Metal Coating and Microsynth Gardens as, like, Thespian stage is the Microsynth Gardens, it's the same amount of mana because you yeah. still need two mana for the Liquid Metal Coating, even though it taps for free. So if you look at the Thespian stage tap for two versus the Liquid Metal Coating costing two, your, your mana requirements for pulling off either version of the combo yeah. is the same. So if you can just be like, okay, the plan is I need to get to these combo pieces, pieces plus... I need two mana for the activation of them. It's the same across the board. So now you can be consistent across the table, knowing what are the pieces that I actually need in every opening hand. So one of the things I, that I think I, in playing a lot of EDH over the last few years is that that I've learned is that like ramping into your four drop, you know, that like turn two, do the thing, turn three, play the four drop, right? Is actually like extremely powerful. And even if it's like not good, like card economy, Sometimes just like dropping dropping your four drop on tur- like a turn early is enough to just like totally tilt a game. It's enough to totally tilt a game a lot of the time. And Karn in particular, because it has the static ability, can just shut down some decks that otherwise yeah. would be problems for you. Like Karn incidentally does a lot of work because it was printed in War of the Spark and that entire set is busted. The the a cool thing though to like furthering the deck, like and this is additionally like, okay, where does the deck go after like what are the problems that that gonna be? Well, your Urza Saga, eventually they go away, right? It sacks itself. Your Mycosynth Gardens, if it's doing what it's doing, it's either copying your expedition map and becoming more tutors and going away, or it's doing what we talked about with liquid meta coating and it's copying your Urza Saga and eventually it goes away. Like you have you're gonna have you're gonna run into issues where your cards go away and Wasteland is a powerful card in the format. But yeah. he's he he's testing out Petrified Field as a means to be able to recur. Not only does Petrified Field, so like, here's, I really like here's that. cool tech, right, for, for interaction. He's on four Wasteland, right? He's a, he's a, he's going to care about Wasteland. He wants to be able to hit his opponent's mana, but like being able to Wasteland your opponent's Wasteland preemptively sometimes can be valuable. Mm-hmm. The Wasteland, Petrified Field lets you pick up Wasteland. And then there's this the, the, the nice little thing of what you already want of Crucible in the world on the sideboard off of Karn. 
And so yep. you it, just it, go like, in the inevitability, like... the inevitability of the deck. Like it, this is like having these tools in the deck also means that rather than being like, okay, I'm going to play the, uh, not of this world to protect the combo. You're like, I have a great long game between Karn and Liquid Metal Coating, and I'm playing a lot of fast mana to get to that yeah. end game a lot sooner. I don't have to, like, and if, if the cards that deal with Dark Depths going off, rather than trying to spend, rather than trying to be like, I'm all in once. I want to protect my, I'm the combo deck, and I want to go once in, and I want that to be the end of the game. This deck can go in and rebuild. Like, yeah, that's the thing. It's like power. between like Karn and Lattice, Karn and Crucible, you know, uh, just Karn and and uh, what's called a uh, liquid metal coating by itself. Like, there's a lot of synergy in this deck where you don't have to just like twenty twenty them to to win the game. And that's and that being able to recognize in your as you're building your deck, the the it's like Turbo Depths wants to end the game a lot sooner. You're like, I want A plus B of these two things, and then I want to protect it. So yeah. if you think like the protection part of it is the C plan, right? Like yeah. it doesn't do anything otherwise, but like I want, I, I that that fills out. It's like, I want Dark Depths, therefore I want Hex Mage. Therefore I want the, I want to be able to protect this A plus B combo. Yeah. I appreciate the, also that like the main deck, the main deck Pithy Needle is here so that you can Urza Saga that out like as you're trying to get your combo going and just be like, all right, I'm going to go get my one drop. And your opponent's like, okay, well, I, I, I'm ready with my Wasteland for when they, uh, they uh, you know, get their Dark Depths going. And you're just like, it's in play. I'm going to say Wasteland. Yeah. And they're like, I can't, they can't interact with that at all. Like, it just like, it, it just goes into play, right? Like, you're not casting it. You're just like, boop, it's in. And also, like, while the, like, Haywire Might is the battlefield. That's like, yeah. easily, easily tutorable off of Versa Saga. When it dies, it also gains you life. The, like, th this yeah. deck has grind. It has, it has access to grind a lot. And it can maneuver because everything in the deck is cheap. And it's a lot of tutors. Yeah. I have to say, the, the, um, the gain life clause on Haywire Might is actually amazing. Uh, I, the, the amount of times I've, I've, like, used that, it's been pretty relevant, especially in the mirror match, uh, in eight cast. Uh, where you're like, you know, you're both doing ancient tomb damage and like, you know, the, the the whole game like hinges on like being able to use your mana and not like die to your opponents like 1010. Yep. It's it, the that that part of that card is actually pretty relevant. And the, the Haywire, hey, I, I think it, it, being able to like maximize the card. And this, this is what I remember. I think we were talking about it last time, too, where it's like every card in this deck even though they they all work towards one like one of the goals of the deck like the a part of the deck or the c part of the deck like they're all trying to do one of those two things yeah like if you think like because haywire might plus liquid metal coating does similar to what the, the initial plan of what karn wanted to do which is i can just strip mine you right yeah. like i can i can I, I can just armageddon you and you won't be able to play the game and then i eventually win because i have i like i have i can play and you can't yeah. And I imagine that in practice, a lot of what would happen between Wasteland, between the four Wasteland, Haywire Might plus Liquid Metal Coating, Karn plus Liquid Metal Coating, that uh, even, yeah. even, even Micasynth Gardens copying a Haywire Might to do it again the following turn, or if you have yep. the mana to continue doing that. And so it's like, there's a lot, a lot of strip mines in this deck, right? Yeah. Like, it doesn't necessarily read it at first glance, but like Haywire Might, Karn, Liquid Metal Coating all together, Gardens copying Haywire Might, uh, Karn getting the Crucible of Worlds to pick up uh, uh, 
Wasteland or Microsynth Gardens copying the Haywire mode or getting back the Petrified Field to pick up the Microsynth Gardens to do it. Like, like it all goes towards the same target, which is stopping you from being able to play, which is yeah. a really powerful plan. And while that's going on, like while you can just choose to do that, they have to respect Dark Depths. Yeah. If they know that Dark Depths is there, they also have to respect it. So they have to play in such a way where they can't just die to a twenty twenty. But then you get to punish them for not acting. This by this is stripping them. This plays in a, in a similar way to like that Living In played in Modern, where like they would just start with like they'd be like and Stone Rain and Beast Within and I've got a Fulminator Mage, and you're like I don't have enough mana to to interact with my opponent anymore. And then they're yeah, just like, so, okay, I've been cycling stuff too, and and uh, now I'm gonna cast uh, a cascade spell to get my living in to go off. You know. And this is where this is where I, I want to talk about something that I don't think we've talked about with ABC deck building before, which is choosing your C plan. Because a, a lot of times, there, like it may you, there may be options, right? Like there may be yeah. flexibility in that. Not always. Not every deck is like that. But some decks, something like this that has flexibility like that. Thinking about what the legacy power level thing that your deck does, it implies that your opponent has to respect the thing. Yeah. Right? If you're coming to the table and going, and you put Dark Depths in play, they have to respect the Dark Depths because otherwise they could die to it. Yeah. So they have to behave in such a way that they respect the legacy power level thing to do. If my opponent sits down and I know what their deck does, I have to respect the thing and not tie to it. Otherwise I'll die to it. Yeah. And so being able to go, okay, what is the thing that my opponent is weak to if they behave in such a way that is respecting the power level thing that I'm doing and then punishing them for it. And that's yeah, where this, I was. This that, does that, that for sure. Which is, which is where when we, when talking with Ahern, when he came up with the, the initial idea and then scoping to get to where the his deck list is now, which is at a spot where it's like, okay, now let's test, right? Like yeah. this, 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 this is in theory, this is structurally really sound. Let's see what tools are actually working in given the meta that we're in, because that's what testing is for. Testing isn't to see yeah. if your deck works. The testing is to see, like, whenever somebody's like, oh, we should play test. I think of testing as we have the theory of what our deck will do. And then we test to see if it's doing the thing that in theory it's supposed to in the given meta that we're in. And yeah. then what are the tools that we have to adjust for that meta to then to continue applying the theory that we believe should be working. And we learn we will learn in testing those one of two things. Either we don't have the correct tools and therefore we need to adjust the deck list or the the meta is like the, the meta that is is so powerful against the thing that we're trying to do that the deck is poorly positioned in the meta and we shouldn't play it. Yeah. Like that's how that's how I would come to those conclusions. Um so I think like a deck like this, like if anybody was looking at saying, oh man, I really want to try a deck list like this out, I would start here, see what's not working. And then because you're already in green and you wanted to stay mostly colorless, this is like shallow. This is as shallow as we're going to go. Because yeah. after this, the, the next thing would be, okay, if we want to add more green, then we can move into crop rotation. Then we can move into like, okay. Ancient stirrings. One of the petrified, exactly, yeah. right? Stuff like that. One of the petrified fields can come, become a Caracas if I need the Caracas, or it can become the Bajuka Bog, or it can be, yeah. you know, that's figuring out what those tools are, like the Caracas or the Bajuka Bog, those are meta calls, yeah. right? They're not necessarily in your main deck always. Those are calls that you would do for a given meta that you expect, and so you can leverage those. Um, but anyway, I'm monologuing, but yeah. I, I think that, like, this, 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 <laughs> well, this, 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 this deck was just such a cool. Yeah, it's, it, a, it, a cool I, I really appreciate these like deep dives into like just a just a like a real cool idea and seeing how far we can take them. This looks like this looks like the kind of de uh, kind of deck I would love to take to to an FNM and like see how it does 
see if I can see if I can you know uh, break even with it, and if I can break even, then see if I can like pull a four zero. You know, this. There's, uh, there's also. I just want to point out too that like there, there some of the choices that ha have been figured out here. One of them in the sideboard is an ensnaring bridge, and yeah, Karn can get ensnaring bridge, but it sure does seem weird to have an ensnaring bridge in your dark depths deck. Yeah, right. It it, it feels like it. But you work. can exile but, it and then attack with your twenty twenty. <laughs> well, I I think that the, the the having access to like that in a in a strong tutor package. Yeah. That's where it goes. In theory, yes, the game ends before we ever get there. Yeah. But I can punish my opponent for behaving in such a way that they're respecting the dark depths. That if I put them under, like they're like, okay, I have to hold down. I'm gonna sit behind this wasteland and try and trunk you, and you know, or sit behind uh, whatever, whatever the you know given circumstances may yeah. be. I'm not gonna do whatever. But like, it gives you the out because your long game is I'm gonna sit behind this car and stone rain you. Yeah, and then and then you get to a point where it's like, okay, well, since you don't have anything else you can do, now we just have to wait till I draw my haywire might uh, and kill my kill my ensnaring bridge, and the game is over. You know? And get you, and then yeah. and then this deck right now just incidentally gets Giganta. It just gets to have it. Yeah, why not? But, right? Why not? Why not have Giganta? If you can, if you can, you should. We you should always, guys, guys, you should always just like always be ready to just play Giganta. You know, like it's it's there. Always, always have it's, your companion. Yeah, you know, just just always be thinking in, in the back in the back of your head. Uh, can my deck just have this card? But it, it, like between Gigantha and uh, Karn, that this is this deck has sixty cards, and you you just have access to every card every game. Yeah, even in your side. Pretty board. great. The only card the only card that you don't have access to, like in your main board, like in your game one, is Leyline of the Void. Yeah, that's, that's cool. it. Yeah, He's yeah. playing four Leyline Void. That's the only card that you theoretically don't have access to in game one. Everything else you can do. And and, and like you have... the beauty of that is that still you aren't dead to uh, a graveyard deck because you have Tormod's Crypts in your board as well. So you can like get the Tormod's Crypts if if you have to, you know, in game one. That's and that's an example of like if testing is valuable. That you were like, well, maybe I don't need the bog. Because yeah. I have access to this kind of graveyard hate. He's got the leyline and the voids in the in the board plus the Tormod script, so you can tell that he's concerned about yeah. uh, graveyard graveyard. That's a meta call. When when you know, like one third of your uh, board is to is to kill out and like a specific plan. And it might yeah. find that like, hey, I actually really want the crop rotations. Like if if we evolve to recognize that like, oh, this something like Caracas or something like Blastone or whatever would actually yeah. be valuable to me and I want the crop rotations, then you go, okay, well, I can then get save up even more space in my board because if I put the Bajuka Bog in the main and then I have crop rots and I have Tormod's Crypts, yep. now I have so many bog effects that I probably don't even need the ley lines and I can free up four slots. Yeah. You know? That well, that's that's where testing comes in. But it like yeah. the 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 cool stuff here too is um the Shadow Spear. You can make your 2020, and it doesn't matter if they have a blocker suited up. Well, uh, so that that was the that was the other list, right? There's not a third list. That was the list that was yeah. that I wanted so, to chat with. So, yeah, yeah. so with with that said, we're going we're gonna pull on to the end of the episode. I did want to show everyone that I'm sending out more cards. Uh, let's pick a couple more, real fast. If you comment below, please like, subscribe, comment, all that stuff. Uh, if you comment below uh, this week. Uh, one of our commoners will be receiving a 2005, and we got uh, oh, and the 2003 is back. So someone someone has a chance to win the uh, Chromox this time because uh, whoever uh, won it before did not uh, 
you know, waited a month I, and didn't talk I was, to me. I so. was going to say, wh whoever whoever's winning this stuff, like, get on it. Because I honestly feel like you pulling out, like, and, and, and sending these off, like, calling out winners every time, yeah. every episode. I'm just like, man, this thing that we got at Eternal Weekend is endless. There's just yeah. so many. It, well, that's why I started doing multiple. Let's do one more. Let's do one more. We're going to do two more, actually, because we're going to do one for the... Uh, for the patrons the patron also uh, also we're we're gonna get you're gonna pull one you're gonna pull one and we're, we're just gonna give one to ahern ahern's a winner because okay. uh, he was the inspiration for the episode of that's, coming that up is with true the, if the, you, the idea, if you so. uh, i feel like yeah if you submit a good idea we should we should reward that so ahern here we go we're gonna shuffle let's see let's the, see what let's see what he's getting rest of what he's the, getting. these here it's gonna be uh 1997 wow very uh, powerful very so powerful 1997 and then uh, I think, no, 2018 was the uh, one for our Patreon supporters. Uh, so there we go. 1997. Let's find out what 1997 is uh, for Andrew here so that we can uh, congratulate him by letting him know which which card he, ha he is going to receive. Uh, I can't imagine that 97 was a was a big was a big pull year, but uh, we're, we're going to find was out. It, I don't know, man. Was, is it a Homelands year or is it a... You know, is it the yeah. dark? Who knows? So we've got 96 just, uh, is uh, Lindell's vote. Did the Backstreet Boys exist yet? No, they Trade didn't. Wind Rider. Trade Wind Rider. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, he's going to love that. It's a great He'll, art, too. Gonna... We'll pop that art over there. Trade Wind Rider. Great in pre-modern. Lots of fun in pre-modern. So, uh, so that, that one that one will go to Andrew. Uh, if you guys have ideas for, uh, for deck building episodes, that's a great thing to comment down below. If we choose uh, your idea, I I will gladly send you uh, something from from our gigantic, still very, still ton of cards in this secret layer. People, make sure that you uh, check your comments too, because sometimes I reach out and I'm like, hey, just like hit us up in the Discord or whatever, and then you never do. And then I like after like you know a month, I got to put them in there. Anyhow, we got uh, three coming out this week, uh, so that those are done. And uh, please comment, like, subscribe. I know it's not a giant deal for you. It's just like a click of the button, but it's huge for us getting uh, getting us up to, we're at 440 now. We're almost to 500. That's going to be a big giveaway. I, I might just finish this box off at 500 just because because it's so much counting all this stuff. Anyhow. What's, uh, what's our, 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 we're setting a, a big goal for the by the end of the year. We're, we're trying to get to a K by the end I of the year. I want to get to a K by the end of the year. I think, yeah, and I yeah, think yeah. that's very doable. Um, I, Final final thing, we still have up on our uh, store, which you can find uh, in the links below, our uh, What It Do t-shirts, our side event end bosses, and the classic, the classic uh, Eternal Dirtles t-shirt. Um, I don't know. I'm not wearing that right now. No, I've got a Gen Con t-shirt on because, you know, because I'm a nerd. But anyhow, um, catch you guys next week. Phil, I'll see you next week and uh, be good, everybody. Hey, thank you for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Check out this other video, and if you can, please support us on Patreon.com.